invite you to join me as we explore the complex web of relationships that grace the silver screen. Today, we travel to the beautiful world within House Moving Castle, created by the world-renowned Studio Ghibli. Today, I'm joined by Miranda Giovi to talk about this film. Miranda is a big fan of the film, and we have had many conversations about it. Hi, Miranda. Hello. I'm very happy to be here today. One of my favorite films from just the art style that it goes through and just the storyline that it takes you. And I do understand that some people don't really understand some aspects of the story but overall it's such a beautiful story and holds very near and dear to my heart the film follows this sophie hatter and at first she just lives making hats and such and just this kind of like small room almost in a small room in like kind of a busy city which is kind of like it's really like interesting to see like how she is like always locked away in her small little room but like she goes out into the big city and you like kind of see how much she locks herself away because she doesn't think she's beautiful. That's basically kind of like one of the major like points of the story is like she doesn't think she's beautiful, but then she kind of grows to a point of self-love and self-acceptance and such. So it follows her. And then the story kind of takes off when Howell, which is her love interest, which is the wizard of the story, he finds her and then kind of takes her on this whole like kind of ride almost. I think is the best way to describe it. He flies her around the city. He, exactly. He flies her around the city. <laughs> so then she goes on like a little hunt. But before she goes on the hunt, she ends up getting turned into like an old lady. Kind of like the older, older version of herself by this witch. So the witch comes into her shop, turns her into an old lady. And then she's like, I need to reverse this. And I need to find this man to do it. So then she, as an old woman, she goes on this whole like hunt to find howl and then she like meets so many people along the way from the scarecrow man to markle Markle, to like towards the beginning of the story but you really kind of notice it when like howl is like i have to fight like for the like war and such like they need me for the war so then he like spends a lot of his time like just kind of caring towards the war not really like towards her but she still cares for him she cleans his house and everything like the woman she is girl come on oh my gosh and then do you want me to recap the ending? Just, like, the whole um, thing? Spoilers? No, no, we can't talk about the ending just yet, because okay. that's one of the questions. Okay, play. But um, the movie's about finding confidence in a way, because throughout the film, uh, Sophie starts off looking like a really old lady in her 90s. Yep. But, like, as she goes through living in the castle, she finds more confidence in herself, and she starts looking younger as the movie progresses. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the silver hair. I want to dye my hair silver the so silver badly. The silver hair, oh she, my gosh. A young version of Sophie with silver hair. She looks so good. One of the things that I like about her keeping her gray hair at the end, it really shows, like, I feel like in this modern day and age, we always equate or, like, think that gray hair or white hair is just something that, like, old people have or, like, you're old if you have it type of thing. But in the movie, it's like, she's young, but she has the silver hair, and she's like, I like my hair, too. I like my That's hair. So you like my hair? How will I also like it, too? Which is, like... As long as you really just like an aspect about yourself or say you like your outfit or anything, it doesn't matter what people say. Oh, you have gray in my hair. Okay, so what? I like it, which I love. So I'm really glad she kept it. I was scared they were going to turn it back, honestly, but she kept it. And I said, yeah, yep, did her thing. Miranda, what was your favorite part of the film? What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene? Hmm. Kind of think. I know a really basic one, and I'm only going to say this at first because it's very visually pleasing, but it's obviously going to be the flower garden scene. Like, the adventure takes you on 
and how you can see her kind of like growing a little bit younger this is kind of the point where she like grows like young like you can see like okay she's young again from like as she was in the beginning and how they're just like walking through this field together it's very peaceful there's no war like I really like this because girl I want to live a peaceful life too so this is what I want like I just want to be like frolicking in this beautiful little flower scene in this beautiful flower garden that would have to be my favorite one and this garden is actually really important to one of my favorite theories about the film which is the time loop oh Oh girl the time loop okay okay so basically the time loop is that everything Hal does is to find Sophie yep because the part that I, I cut you off from explaining the end, the rest of the film, because the end of the film, there's a moment where Sophie goes back in time to when Hal was a little boy and he's watching the stars fall. He's trying to catch a star because his, his heart gets eaten by a star and then like he, him and the star have a bond, which is Calcifer. Calcifer is the star that Hal has a bond with because he ate his heart. Anyways. Sophie goes back in time, and she ends up in the cabin of your favorite scene. Yep. And she comes outside, and she sees little Hal, and she starts trying to chase after him. But, like, um, the time, the timer on her, I guess, going back in time is running out, so she's running after him, and she's trying to yell at him, and then she says, Hal, I know how to help you now. Find me in the future. And he looks over, like, he hears her. He looks yep. over her. He's holding Calcifer in his palms. He sees Sophie. Sophie falls through time again, and then she ends up back in in like the present mm-hmm. and Hal is waiting for her in his Hal became a giant bird for help with the war and he's waiting for her and you think okay this is the time he finds her in the future no you go back you watch the movie a second time the first when you first meet Hal it's when Sophie is walking alone through the streets <laughs> sorry <laughs> so you think about the scene I know you are it's iconic because yeah. everything about it yep so he's, he's, she's walking alone through the streets, and two guards come up to her, and they start trying to, like, flirt with her, and she's like, oh, I'm not really interested. She's trying to walk away. Mm-hmm. And Hal comes up to her, and the first thing he says to her is, I've been looking for you everywhere. That's the first thing he says to her. And, you, and you, like, you won't put it together the free, first time, maybe the second time you watch it, but mm-hmm. the third time you watch it, you'll be like, wait. Wait, this means something. This means, this is she important. says, find me in the future. So he goes, and he finds her in the future. Because the first thing he says, I've been looking for you everywhere. And one of the biggest theories of this movie is the reason why the castle moves and the reason why Howl dated so many different witches is because he thought Sophie was a witch. <laughs> and the castle moves because he was searching for Sophie for his whole life. Oh my god! That, see, that right there, if you wanted to, he would. The dedication, like, he did not stop at any cost. Like, Where's my Howl? Girl, exactly. <laughs> he is the standard. Oh my gosh. Just the commitment. The commitment. And that is so hard to find nowadays, too. So this is just such a comforting film because it, like, I don't know, kind of, like, almost restores, like, a faith in humanity, even though it's, like, not even real. Like, it's animated. But it's still, like, it's still so nice. It's the standard, girl. It's the standard. He is the standard. I really like the time loop theory. And I didn't even, like, you've explained it to me before. I don't know if you said it was, like, I think you probably said it was a theory, but it's so accurate to what goes on in the movie that i'm like it's like actually not a theory it's like it's real this is real safe with my mom it's not it's canon it's canon it's real not fake because just like the aspect of the what really gets me is the aspect that the castle moves because it's literally called Howl's moving castle and it's like why does the castle need to move you kind of think that it moves because like he wants to travel or something no it's because he needs to find her and then he finds her and it's like i've been looking for you everywhere and then it's like 
Oh my god. So I think that's I don't even think it's a theory. I think that it's so true. Like that's literally the plot in my eyes. It's literally the plot. And another thing about that theory is that you know how like Cal- as I said before, Calcifer is how's heart. Mm-hmm. So Sophie, the first thing she does when she gets into the castle is she starts bossing around Calcifer. <laughs> so essentially she's bossing around Howl's heart. Yep. And he Howl <laughs> lets her because he already knows who she is. He already knows that she's Sophie. <sighs> It's this, just, oh, this movie is everything to me. It is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. She, it's so good. Studio Ghibli knows how to write romances. Exactly. And, like, I feel like what I really like about Studio Ghibli, too, is that you kind of have to dig for these details. As you said, like, you have to watch the movie, like, a good couple times to, like, truly understand all the little aspects and Easter eggs of it, which I really like because it kind of, like, strengthens this, like kind of concept I have in the movie or this kind of like what is that like this theme of the movie which is like love isn't easy love is hard sometimes you have to like travel the world you have to make a castle that moves you have to do this that and this like you have to watch the movie a good couple of times you have to put in the work to really understand what's behind it and that's what I like girl you have to put in the work because no relationship is easy nothing comes easy so that's what I really like about it well, thank you so much for joining me today, Miranda. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. This was fun. Right. We're going to talk about House Moving Castle. Exactly. Watch it. You're going to like it. Join me next week to talk about the most tragic couple ever with Nadine. We will travel to New York in the 1980s and follow the story of Ash Lynx and Eji Okumura from Banana Fish. I've been your host, Lilu. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the next episode anywhere you listen to your podcasts. See you next time on Lovesick Stories.